Well, good morning, Trinity. It's good to be back um, to talk about a little bit of engines and to preach the word. Um, so this morning, continuing the series to be strengthened by, we'll be talking about how do we are or how can we get strengthened by our community of faith, which is the church. We are the community of faith. Um, so as we come together, there's a purpose, there's a reason why we're here, and there's a beauty in what God has done in us and what he's doing through us for others. So if you go with me to Ephesians 2, verse 20, we're going to read 20 to 22. It reads, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Loving God, creator, builder, We ask you that, that you may open our hearts, our ears, to listen to the word that you have for us in this morning. That we may understand the purpose, that you have put together a community of faith that is able to strengthen our hearts, our lives, to be your disciples. That we may be united. That we may work together to spread the gospel, the good news to all nations. And God, as we open scripture, we read, we talk, we discuss scripture, that our hearts will be stirred, will be changed, and that we may go out to do your will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, if you look, today I brought an engine. It's a plastic engine. I wish I can bring a, like a, a real engine. It will take me a little bit more than this. Um, but I'm going to turn it on here because it spins. I don't know if you can see it, but if you look, all the parts are doing something. So, we have the crankshaft. We have the rods. We have the pistons. We have the crankshaft and we have the springs 
and everything is working, and this part here in the front, or here in the back, is the distributor, which new cars doesn't use anymore. Everything is electronic. But it sends, when this spins, it sends sparks to each cylinder in a perfect timing, so it can explode or create combustion, right? And it pushes the engine down and it creates power. So every part in the engine has a reason, has a purpose. On the side here, I have a valve spring, which will go on top in here. And the valve spring is what holds the valve inside the cylinder head. But inside the spring, there's a, a retainer. There's two retainers that holds the valve. Some people call it keepers or retainer. And this is a very small part. But if this very small part comes off, the valve will drop to the combustion chamber, the piston will hit it against the cylinder head, and everything explodes. So even the smallest parts on an engine have a purpose, and even though it's small, can create big problems and difficulties. When we go to the track and we're looking at the cars running the quarter mile, the car comes off, we're looking at the car, but we're looking at the clock. We're looking at the board to see the time. And once we see the time, the ET, elapsed time, how much the car made it from here to there, the usually phrase, or the phrase that usually comes to mind is, oh, that's some power there. This car has some power. So the board, the time, and the mileage is a display of the power of the engine. Nothing else. Obviously, there's some other components, the suspension, transmission, tires, all this stuff. But usually what creates the power is the engine. And everything else is supposed to put that good power into good use, right? So if you spin the tires, what good does it have to have that much power if you can put them on the ground, right? So the engine, the time, everything is a display of the power of the engine. And I want to suggest that the community of faith, the church, is a display of the power of God. I want to suggest that every part that God has put together in the community of faith through Jesus Christ, which is who? The mechanic. It's through Jesus Christ that we have become the church and we are to display God's glory, his love, his mercy, so that everybody watching can see how much power God has. So when we read in Ephesians that Christ is the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together, not separate, grows 
into a holy temple in the Lord. What it means that we have been put together to do something. And usually in churches, everybody, like, even if you're in church, it's not perfect, okay? Sometimes the spring gets a little bit soft and the car cannot rev high because the spring floats, floating, right? And we need to do some adjustments. It's not perfect. But I want you to listen to what God has done in the community of faith. And number one is that we can be strengthened by our community of faith because, point number one, we are a community of faith, faith called by God. You're not here because somebody invited you. You're not here because you saw the sign. You're here because God called you. And even in the universal church, we are here because God has called us. In 1 Peter, amid persecution, Peter encouraged Christians in Rome saying, but you are a chosen race, a loyal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who call you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. We have been called by God to be part of this community of faith. Every person in this church is here because God has brought you here. Called from the darkness to light, from the outer places to a place called the body of Christ. Do you remember Jesus when he uh, was in the house of this Pharisee, right, in Luke 14, where all the invitees started giving excuses why they couldn't attend the feast. Everybody starts saying, yeah, I can't make it. Yeah, I can't do it. I have this. I have that. Everybody starts giving excuses. And what is it the owner does here? So the owner of the house sent his servant, God, Jesus, Go quickly to the streets and lanes of the city and bring the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Let me ask you this. Does any of this describe you? Yes. I am the poor, I am the crippled, I am the blind, and I am the lame. We were the poor... We were the crippled that needed a savior. And he has invited us. Now, you might be thinking, well, what's the context? Well, the context is Jews, Gentiles, you can come. You're not invited. You're not part of it. You don't follow the law, right? And the point is that all these people didn't show up for the party. So what does the owner, so, so now go call everybody. Call 
everybody outside. We are those. Every one of us is here because God called you. It's not a coincidence or an accident. I am not more important than Ben. I wrote that here. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm going to say this. I am not more important than Ben. Nor I am less important than Ben. You are not more important than your brother or sister sitting beside you, nor you're less. We all have a purpose. We all have been called. I cannot say, well, you know what? Let's put the engine together with whatever parts we have, and let's go to the track and see if we could do good. Yeah, you might be able to make it to the end, but the board won't give you a good time. Possible won't give you mileage. You want to know how much power an engine has? Look at the mileage. Forget about the ET. Mileage. Okay? So how do we know? Well, we got to put it together. we got to look, and we have to adjust. God has mercifully put us all on the same boat. There's nobody driving the boat. There's nobody doing more than you. We're all on the same boat. We're all on the same boat. In Ephesians 2.17, same chapter, verse 17, some verses before of the one we just read, Paul tells the Jews and the Gentiles, and he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both, who's both? The Jews and the Gentiles, the group. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers or aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. It is by the sacrifice of Christ that we are part of the community of faith. This is God's doing, and we enjoy the benefits of being part of the body. Fellow brothers and sisters with different gifts and strength to encourage one another, to lift one another, and to display the transformational power of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. And that takes us to a second point. I can be strengthened by my community of faith because this community of faith was built on grace. In Romans 3, verse 9, Paul challenged the view of some Jews to think that they were above other people, the Gentiles in this passage. We read, what then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we have already changed that all. For we have already charged that all. Both Jews and Greeks are under sin. And it's, as it is written, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good. Not even one. By grace, we're all part of the community of faith. 
I wrote here the same phrase, but I'm not going to say, I am not more important than Ben, nor I am less important. Later in the same chapter 3, Paul adds, But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. We can trust in our community of faith because we are all have been invited, built with grace. So when I look at my brother or my sister, I look at him at who? As a redeemed person, as somebody that God loved the same way I was loved. So what this uh, grace allows for? Where it allows for receiving. It allows for receiving of others from different walks of life. It allows for receiving of those who speak a different language. Let me say this. I, I, I did not say this in the last Sunday because my wife said, don't say that. <laughs> but just so you know, this is my first time preaching in English. Last Sunday was my first one. Yeah, thank you. So I was so worried. Um, but I am very big in bringing the Hispanic community um, to bring them in, to make them part of the American culture, because that's a challenge. Uh, the Hispanic community, like, everybody's afraid. They don't want to talk. They feel like, if I say this, it's the wrong way. So um, I'm teaching English, uh, ESL. I have a group. Um, I don't teach it, but I have teachers. Um, so I put this down, and I said, man, I got to say something. So the grace of God allows us uh, to receive those who speak a, dif a different language. When we talked about the love of God and when we say, God love you, God mercy on you, or whatever you want to say about God, it includes others too. It includes those that are probably different from us. So go back to the point here. Hold on. So it allows for receiving and it allows for forgiveness towards one another. Those who offended you, those who betrayed you. It is when we recognize that we are all receivers, recipients of grace, that we honor and glorify God because in humility, we know that we were once forgiven for our own trespasses and failures. It is Jesus placing every one of us in the area that we are most efficient to work together to display his power and honor. In Ephesians 4, Paul talks about the unity of the body of Christ. This is the community of faith. Paul reminds us that Christ himself appointed apostles, 
prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers. So we all have something different to do. But we're all important. We are all here because we're being called. And because by grace, we have been made family. Made brothers and sisters. So we stand in the truth that my community of faith is built by called people, redeemed people by grace. And then what do we do with that truth? What do we do when we're called, when we're here by grace? If you remember the last point, last Sunday, I always bring a to-do. Go and act. Go and do something. So that takes us to the third point. A community of faith sent by Jesus. Every church should follow Matthew 28's Great Commission. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. It is because Jesus Christ said, I am with you always that we can be confident and have assurance that in our community of faith, God has placed servants and leaders to make disciples. Who's with us always? Jesus. Who placed you in that area of ministry? Jesus. So as we respond to our calling, our focus is Christ, glory, and honor. Go. And after go, it says, therefore, which connect this verse to the previous one. And it says the reason the Great Commission is possible is because in verse 18, previous the one we read, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. To who? To Jesus. So we can go and make disciples of all nations because of who? Jesus. It is because Jesus that we are confident that our gifts, talents, time, effort will produce any fruit. It is because of him. Conclusion. The community of faith, it's not a social club where my needs and wants are provided and when, where members have the last call or decisions, but rather a group of people called, invited by God, united by his grace, and filled with the Holy Spirit to go and announce the love and mercies of God. We are the community of faith. We are the church. And we, the church, must display God's power to all nations. So I want to encourage you. 
that when you think about your church, your, your, your community of faith, think about them as people with a purpose in your life. Think about the people that comes to you, ask you, bother you. What, what, what's the reason? Are you praying for patience? Well, you're going to have some trouble so you can develop the patience. We are called by God, invited by his grace so we can go. And if you go back to Luke, the servant brought people. And then he said, but there's more space. And then he said, go to the ones that are near and far. Jews, Gentiles, away. Go find them. And the verse used a strong word like, um, oh my God, I say this in English. <laughs> like to force them. If you look at the translation, it's to force them in. But we're not forcing, but we're inviting people. We are called to go out and invite people to persuade them, is the word that Paul uses, to persuade people, okay? So we are the community of faith, okay? So God bless you, and we'll see you next Sunday. Thank you.